0: Transmission 07102020 I am your host, Andrew with another working class observation not so much a class warfare report as much as an observation today because like the full frontal yes professional that I am I have come totally unprepared Um, still glad to stream though. Uh, I also have another message. The podcast for yesterday can't be uploaded because I, uh, am pretty bad at this. I don't have the correct software to, uh, uh, convert my video to audio. So that, that fucked up shit pretty hard. And, uh, it's yesterday's, uh, transmission was about almost three hours long, so that is too big for the audio converter that I use, so I can no longer do that. (laughs) Uh, It it has to be about an hour and a half max for the podcast, and if I'm going to continue streaming or recording beyond that for YouTube, or the archive as I call it, um, that means that I'm going to have to uh, just extend it and let people know, because that's really all I can do at this point. Yep, that's unfortunate, but there's a three-hour transmission talking about wealth care and uh, the Supreme Court ruling of uh, Oklahoma and tribal uh, jurisdiction and land. That whole discussion is in uh, is on YouTube and Twitch right now. Um, yeah, it's not gonna be able to be on Anchor or any of these uh, podcasters stream stream y- yep it's not on any of those podcast streams so kind of unfortunate but now i know now i know to uh keep it at a certain time and yada 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 good to know but uh let's get into it i have nothing to get into but uh let's let's just take our brains these meaty uh hidden tombs, tomes Who knows what I'm going for, but the thing behind your everything, the one that is running everything, let's use that for some autonomous research and development, but maybe we can squeeze a little bit of enjoyment out of politics. Um, I'm hoping to find some substance. I don't have a plan here. I don't have a plan for Friday. It's New Music Friday. I kind of didn't really focus on uh, the news or current events too hard because I was more into music. Um, but I didn't even really listen to anything that came out besides, uh, 100 Gex, uh, remix album. So yeah, I don't really have good excuses for today, but I'm going to fucking record it anyways. I'm going to fucking send it, you know? And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get it on Anchor, uh, this, this one, this, uh, nonsensical transmission, um. And I apologize. I am completely uh, dog shit at this, but I'm wing dinging it. So uh, let's let's go in because this is uh, this is where, actually where I wanted to start because I just found it. But thanks yep, much, guess thanks. what's going on?
1: We're here today to discuss our vital effort to keep deadly drugs out of our country and away from our yeah. children. And wow, are we making progress in a short period of time, thanks to you.
0: Man, he is so quiet.
1: It's amazing. I've come to personally thank you. I wanted to make this trip personally. We were going to do a phoner. A phoner? is phoner's not quite the same thing, is it? So I came to personally thank you for your valiant fight to defend our borders and take our vile traffickers, these vile traffickers out of business, knock them out of business, the smugglers, the criminal cartels. We want to knock them out.
0: Woof! Just going out with the uh, full frontal xenophobic language that just uh, bypasses any empathy and gets right to that core of uh, fuck immigrants. Um, that's great. Calling them vile traffickers it's great. It's great.
1: You're on the front lines every day saving countless American lives and delivering the righteous thunder of American justice.
0: It's kind of weird how this like this video itself is very shaky um, and it looks very <laughs> just as unprofessional as me and uh it just it kind of makes this whole speech a lot crazier the fact that he's being extremely xenophobic already just like going straight to the border and being like thank you for being the first defense against these vile traffickers and uh we all know it's been refugees for a minute now in concentration camps so
1: no adversary can match the awesome power of the united states army navy air force
0: no adversary can match (laughs) especially caravans of refugees and people not really trying to invade or fight they're actually just trying to seek legal uh, entrance but
1: force coast guard marines and i must tell you very soon we're going to have a thing called space force you know about that right space force that's a big deal One of the many things we've done in this administration, that's going to be one of the most important, I predict. Let us also show our deep appreciation for your law enforcement partners (laughs) at the Department of Homeland Security and Department of Justice. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much. We'll always stand with the incredible men and women of law enforcement. We will never, ever... Defund our police, okay? That I can tell you. We're not defunding police. What is this? What's going on here, Admiral? When you hear defund?
0: What is this? Is this a is this a political rally, or was this a meant for a, a specific occasion where Trump? Because uh, obviously he's uh, talking to Southcom employees on enhanced counter narcotics operations in Doral, Florida. All right, so it's not specific to the immigrants, but just saying vile traffickers, I'm sorry. That's that's a dog whistle I catch on to with Trump. Um, but he's delivering not, like, relative remarks because people wa- are talking about local police. Southcom enhanced narcotics. Um, Counter narcotics operations. I would have to assume that those are maybe... Because that's well beyond what the the whole defund the police is talking about, right? Because if it's not, then these guys uh, are behind the scenes who are actually defunding. But I don't think that's who people are talking about. They're talking about local law enforcement. Um, But, you know, maybe they're all just, uh, you know, brothers, sisters, and all that jazz. It's a... Whoop. All right, the United States Southern Command located in Doral, Florida in Greater Miami is one of the 11 unified combatant commands in the United States Department of Defense. It is a federal department. So, yeah, um yep, defunding the police doesn't have anything to do with it, so this is actually a political rally for Trump. Okay. Just making sure. I thought maybe we were talking about something specific
1: saying that's a foreign language right so uh, just a terrible thing but it's uh, why well, you assume this is going to be a fad we'll call it a fad but I didn't know you people use the word, word fad anymore I can tell you we're pleased to be joined by Secretary of Defense Mark Esper thank you very much Mark thank you
0: isn't that also pretty concerning though how he calls the the, the defund the police movement he calls that a fad f-a-d um yeah that's like when he calls things hoax he's not taking it seriously he doesn't care um yeah not a not a very uh, healthy president but obviously it just really fucking turns on a lot of conservatives pretty hard
1: acting secretary of homeland security chad wolf i think we're keeping him pretty busy right he's been a busy man Coast Guard Commandant Admiral Carl Schulz. Admiral, thank you very much. And a great warrior. He's a warrior. He's a strong guy, a great guy. Congressman Mario Diaz-Balart, thank you very much. Uh, on the 1st of this year, I announced that the United States Armed Forces would begin a surge of military assets in the Western Hemisphere, unlike anything seen in recent history, and that is a fact. Uh, one of the reasons is we now have better equipment than we've ever had. We have new.
0: Dude, he is so quiet.
1: $2.5 trillion in spending, all made in the USA. Over the last three months, American service members, joined by partner nations, have patrolled regional waters from the Caribbean Sea to the East Pacific. The United States deployed a vast arsenal of Coast Guard cutters, naval combat ships specially armed coast guard helicopters and they are real weapons they are powerful weapons
0: man he is just obsessed with the weaponry even if it was like a rescue helicopter it's a
1: high-tech maritime patrol aircraft as well as roughly 1300 additional personnel These forces represent a 65% increase in ships and a 75% increase in surveillance aircraft from last year alone. Jesus. We're taking the fight directly to the sinister criminal cartels and we're showing them no mercy. We are doing numbers like nobody thought possible, even... uh...
0: It's funny that he, like, always gets away with, like, the same kind of, like... uh... I don't know, the uh, the punchline at, at the end of all of what he does, which is when he goes like, nobody's ever seen it before. Um, this is unlike anything ever before. This is uh, beyond anything ever before. Like the ever before ending to uh, his statements. Um, I'm just so surprised that people haven't caught on to how often he says that. And pretty much how... clueless he is to the operations i feel like he actually just found out these statistics i don't think he had much to do with the deployment of any of this in the coast guard maybe he gave them the funding um but i also think that that's probably closer to the pentagon planning out that budget i don't know but uh i don't i don't really think trump's really that tuned in to what the fuck's going on at this specific branch of the the defense department Um I can't even remember who the fucking Secretary of Defense is. Pompeo State. Oh, man. Man, it's really hard to keep track of people who run this fucking country. Uh, White man. White man. White man. White man. White man. Is it a white man? No. I don't get a straight answer. Oh, because I just typed in uh, Department of Defense. Uh, and just so you guys know, I am kind of racist. Not very racist, just kind of. Oh, it's Mark Esper. That's right. How could I forget Esper? (laughs) Whatever. Uh, alright, moving on. The Admiral, he would
1: say that he would have never thought this was going to happen to the extent that it's happened. Our message is clear. You will not threaten our citizens, you will not poison our children, and you will not infiltrate our borders. We will find you, we will stop you, and we will put everybody that we find behind bars if you're lucky. The results of this historic Jesus. international campaign have been absolutely phenomenal. This joint operation has resulted in the interdiction of more than 120 metric tons. Does anyone know how much that is? Of a it's 120 of tons. That is a mass of billions and billions. And the arrest of more than one thousand
0: millions Millions and billions, what? Why are you throwing that out there? Like, just let that marinate, man. A hundred and, what like, 20 metric tons. Just let that marinate because that is a fuck ton of tons.
1: ...and <laughs> drug traffickers. These actions have denied the cartel of billions of various cartels of billions and billions of dollars in cash and prevented the loss of untold American lives, and we've seen the results in the United States. In a single four-day period in May, our courageous Coast Guard men and women stopped three narco submarines packed with poisonous drugs, keeping thousands of pounds of lethal narcotics off of our streets and off of our city areas. We got (laughs) rid of
0: it. We got... Off of our streets and off of our city... areas.
1: We have it. Stuff you dump it, what do you do with it? Edmund? I want to hear what do you do with that? You blow it up or just dump it someplace? They burn it, right, that sounds like a good way of doing it. On behalf of millions of American,
0: what a weirdo! Moms and
1: dads, I want to express <laughs> our country's pride and
0: gratitude. To you. They actually just repurpose it and resell it. <laughs> because there's no other there's really in the cia learn there's no better way to fund your projects that congress will not fund than illicit drug deals <laughs> what do you do with it
1: you have the the resources <laughs> equipment and support you need and the support that you deserve and you've always deserved it and you used to run short you don't run All short right, he's, you so
0: he's so quiet. He's so quiet. We we are 6 minutes into this video but like he's so quiet. I can't do this. I can't do this. He's so quiet. Um let's see here. No. I thought I had seen something worthwhile. Ah, I've seen fun and safe traffic. Ring one. What's on my favorite news channel? I'm not sure. I wanna talk about Goya. I think there might be more important things to talk about than Goya. Peel's court denies Roger Stone's request to delay start of sentence. Haha, <laughs> they're trying. <laughs> they're giving it a show. That's for sure. Uh, you know, I. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's check out the the five skeptical on whether Biden will show up. Um, Because I actually had like a theory back in 2019. Before I knew about Corona and all of that, that Trump would start a war or have some kind of excuse to where he's too busy to go to a presidential debate. That was also before I knew Biden was going to be the candidate. If Biden wasn't the candidate and maybe like a Bernie Sanders or no he probably would have showed up to an elizabeth warren he would have showed up to an elizabeth warren i don't think he would have showed up to a bernie sanders debate but we got biden so let's uh let's speculate huh
2: welcome to the segment i call
0: speculating the spectacle Uh, joe biden
2: we're now less than four months away from the pivotal November election. And the president says the former VP has been brainwashed by the radical left accusing Biden of trying to impose socialism. Watch yeah. this.
1: Now Joe Biden and the radical left are trying to impose the same system, socialism plus, in America. Biden is a puppet of Bernie Sanders, AOC, the militant left. The people that want to rip down statues and monuments to George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, they want to rip down statues to Jesus. (laughs) So we're dealing with a group of people that uh, they will not win. They will not win at all.
0: He doesn't even have to tell the truth. He really just doesn't have to tell the truth whatsoever. They called Obama a socialist. They called him a socialist many times. Ben Shapiro called him a fascist. But many people on the right, anytime there's a welfare kind of program, it's communist. And Democrats are usually the kind to uh, put forward the ideas of a welfare state-ish. You know, in in you know the, the, they're the FDR party for now, in in the spectacle of things. But uh, yeah, it's pretty fascinating that every time uh republicans have an opposition it's just because democrats are socialists in disguise and then like once you start from there what is the next illogical step well every liberal is a jew (laughs) you know it's not that hard to make leaps after that point um you need to have a firm understanding of political parties and ideologies to understand uh, that a lot of these terms, categories, buzzwords are just constantly thrown around and not necessarily smacked onto the right definitions.
2: Meanwhile, Joe Biden is proposing a $700 billion economic plan. It's drawing comparisons to Trump's own America First agenda. And President Trump is noticing the similarity.
1: He plagiarized from me, but he can never pull it off. He likes plagiarizing. Uh, it's a plan that uh, it's very radical left, but he said the right things because he's copying what I've done. Can't be the same.
0: How can he plagiarize you? But it's still very radical left,
1: huh? Because he's raising taxes way too much. He's raising everybody's taxes. He's also putting tremendous amounts of regulations back on.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's that's just the that's the same. That's just he, he's being a Republican. That's all he's doing. He's being a Republican, and, and he's doing it masterfully.
2: Finally, the White House announcing President Trump's New Hampshire rally will be postponed due to the tropical storm Fay. Judge Janine, welcome back. Let me begin with you about the rally. Um, you know, the the weather forecast for Portsmouth tomorrow at 5. I think, five, always I think has it's the a flag. rally scheduled for 8. Is so everybody no always rain. Has the rain's the supposed same to stop at noon? Do you think this is really worry about the size of the crowd after what happened in Tulsa?
3: No, absolutely not. In fact, I think that the the president and his team have recognized that they the fuck, is she in you a know that, that in this new COVID world, we have to kind of uh, uh, ramp down or damp down expectations, excuse the pun. Uh, in terms of the number of people who are coming. But clearly, whether it's raining or not at 8 o'clock is not the issue. The issue is the people who show up 12 and 24 hours in advance and who are going to be standing in the rain, Mm -hmm. the problem where people are going to be huddling together because it's going to be a storm, and the fact that people, you know, you don't want people to get sick on on, uh, coming to a Trump rally. I think it was a smart thing to do, and I think it was the prudent thing to do.
0: God, I mean, like he can literally just do no wrong.
2: Okay, Dana, in fact, just picking up on what the judge was talking about, Uh, we see in polls uh, record numbers of Americans now saying they're worried about contracting the virus. And we've had, uh, I think today is the third straight day of record number of cases in the United States. Is that going to impact the ability to hold political rallies, even to hold conventions?
4: it might sure i mean i think that we are realizing that the virus in a way this election it gets a vote as well and it doesn't have a party affiliation it's just going where it's going to go so we have to have some personal responsibility Great. and i will tell you since tropical storm faye came through our neck of the woods today i would not have wanted to be out there in a little tent waiting for the rally i think so again that does seem to make like a a lot of sense from the trump campaign um on i do i also think that the the president sharpened his message about Joe Biden and the economics as Joe Biden tried to outflank him on Buy America yesterday. I think that's a much stronger place for him to be than talking about the cognitive abilities because you can let other people do that. Um, And there will be plenty of memes and social media commentators. Anybody else can do that. If he could relentlessly drive on the message about the economy and bringing back the economy. But I also think he's I don't think he's talking enough about the need to make sure that people are doing the right thing about the virus. The virus is very much top of mind for people. It is true that most people recover. It's true that a lot of people are asymptomatic. But you also have to know that in those battleground states, in their local media, when they see that cases are going up, hospitalizations are going up, now deaths starting to go up, and this worry about schools, you start to see the pushback, even the American Academy of Pediatrics is saying, well, well wait, we didn't say everybody should be back in school all at once. I think that he needs to talk a little bit more about the virus because it is either one or two on their minds when it comes to what's important to them.
0: What's a hot-button topic in the minds of the voters? Hmm? Well, this pundit, I don't remember her name. (laughs) Sorry. Um, She uh, alleges that trump would have a better time with voters getting votes sticking in the minds of voters if he just talks about the virus right if he just discusses it because there's so many things to discuss about it does he want to talk about the virus because uh, we're we're getting to this place in this conclusion where trump's handling of the virus is total dog shit So, you know, just add that cream into your coffee and just give it a taste. See how that feels. And think about whether Trump's response was lackluster enough to maybe not discuss. Maybe the economy is his only strong point. Because it was on a positive-ish note before we dived hard down. But... There was already a recession predicted. We were we're already a bit late, even though we uh, we went pretty hard on the, that lockdown. We'll see what happens 21.
4: Right now, and probably that's going to be the case into November.
2: Makes sense. Jesse, uh, but last night, the president told Sean Hannity that he took a cognitive test, and in his words, he aced it. Uh, THE WHITE HOUSE WON'T SAY WHEN HE TOOK IT OR WHY HE TOOK IT, BUT I WONDER WHAT YOU MAKE OF THE FACT THAT HE WAS HAVING HIS COGNITIVE ABILITIES TESTED.
3: I THINK IT WAS THE TEST THAT HE TOOK LIKE Every, TWO YEARS AGO WHEN WE TALKED yeah. ABOUT THE 25TH right. AMENDMENT. Right. I DON'T THINK IT WAS A RECENT okay. yes. TEST. IT WAS THE TEST WE COVERED TWO YEARS AGO. Right. And, AND IT'S A regular Joe, TEST
4: THAT PEOPLE GET WHEN yeah. THEY GET physicals. Right. And And from what
3: I heard that Joe Biden didn't get his cognitive test done in January or December, the last time he had his physical. They happened to skip that test. I don't know why. I probably do know why, but (laughs) they skipped that.
0: So that's pretty funny, is that. uh, The five here are able to uh, say that. The question begins with him saying, we don't know when, where, why Trump got a cognitive test. But luckily, the man in the suit does have the answers to that question. And uh, apparently, it was the test two years ago, because Trump's um, cognitive abilities were brought into question then. And then so, a test done two years ago is suffice for now, which Trump is 78 if i'm not mistaken or is he 68 or is he 75 i think it would, i thought he was in his later 70s but they're also able to give the same context for biden and just say that well we know he skipped his because we do know hmm <laughs> Haha. <laughs> yeah
3: and then Biden the other day off the cuff said he's tested constantly for uh, cognitive decline. I didn't know whether that was accurate
0: or whether he he's being
3: that. theoretical like, you know, every time.
0: I don't remember if he did say that, but I do remember him saying that he was being tested all the time for Corona. I don't remember.
3: I walks outside and gives a speech off a teleprompter. That's considered a test. We don't know. But uh, if I was to bet. ON WHO WOULD DO BETTER ON A COGNITIVE TEST, I'd, MY MONEY WOULD GO WITH DONALD TRUMP. The, THE POINT IS, JUAN, IS THAT JOE BIDEN IS THE GUY THAT'S JUST ALONG FOR THE RIDE. HE'S THE GUY THAT SITS SHOTGUN DURING THE ROAD TRIP. YOU KNOW, HE RUNS OUT FOR SNACKS AT THE 7-ELEVEN. HE'LL HELP PUMP <laughs> GAS OR SOMETHING LIKE THAT. HE'LL SCREW AROUND WITH THE RADIO. BUT YOU DON'T EVER LET JOE DRIVE. NOW JOE'S ACTUALLY DRIVING. AND EVERYONE'S FREAKING OUT BECAUSE JOE'S GOT NO SENSE OF DIRECTION. EVERYONE'S YELLING at him he's he's missing the exits he's leaving the blinker on and you know he'll go wherever you tell him to go like if you say joe i want you to put it in park at the railroad crossing he will literally put it in park this is what we're dealing with
0: i don't think he's that wrong either because um biden does just seem like a placeholder candidate just to defeat trump um nothing significant about trump i also agree with or i also agree with Kanye about how there's nothing special about biden um but it's it's a worrying point when we reach this uh it's that he is able to actually (laughs) um let me see what am i trying to focus on here specifically he is playing the show that Biden is still one of those puppet politicians which in the background consciousness of all our minds we all know that politicians are the stooges and just basically the middleman of of power not necessarily the one in control so yeah it's uh it's pretty fascinating that we're seeing this uh just really easy defense of Trump by the uh just bashing of Biden.
3: That's right now. And to say that Joe's in command like he totally caved during the debates. You know, he said, "Oh, I'm all now for taxpayer-funded partial birth abortion on demand. He's against fracking. He wants to eliminate fossil fuels. He wants to give health insurance to illegal aliens." And then after he wrapped up the nomination,
0: That's funny that Fox News is making him sound so much more radical than he is. Biden doesn't want to do any of that.
3: Now he's for defunding police, you know. now he's for reparations, and now he's some tough guy too with the, with the Soviets. He, he went soft on the Soviets during the Cold War. He bribed the Iranians to help his boss burnish his legacy. He was letting lawyers pick targets when they were bombing ISIS.
0: You know what's funny about that Iranian example is that it's so unspecific. That you would literally not know what the fuck is going on unless you were a specific historian or or aware of politics at the time or if you have already been pushed this information earlier. That's why there's no explanation around it. It's just a kind of tidbit fact that he just throws in there and the uh, just myriad of accusations that he has of why Biden is incompetent or uh, just a bad choice. But also, he brought it up because Iran's in the conversation. Um, If you don't know how Americans feel about Iran, you might not be American.
3: He let the Chinese bribe his son while they stole our jobs right under his nose.
0: So I'm saying, you don't know the specific here. I don't know the specific here. But I am sure that there are certain right-wing channels that have already talked about this specific narrative, and it has a lot of what they like. It's got China, it's got Biden's son, and it's got Biden being corrupt. It's very easy. It's very easy and sly just to slip that shit in there. Joe
3: Biden doesn't know what's going on. Even his family members take advantage of Joe because when Joe
2: plays dumb, he's really not playing. All right. Well, I must say, I never have heard Joe Biden say he wants to defund the police, but let me. He said it the other day. We played Greg, the clip uh, on the show yesterday, Juan. Not defund, but anyway, it's OK. Greg, I it just want to move on to you and say also on Hannity last mm-hmm. night, the president said that Biden had been brainwashed by the radical left. So, my.
0: <laughs> I mean. Is this just how Fox gets away with miss and disinformation at this point? It's just by having one pun to go. That's not true. And he's like, oh, oh, you weren't paying attention, Juan. Oh, silly Juan. And then Juan's like, no, no, he didn't say that exactly. <laughs> and then they just move on. But it's like somebody can still choose to believe the guy who said it happened.
2: Question for you is. Can the president Mm -hmm. convince voters that Joe Biden, who's known as a moderate, uh, is actually Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez?
0: I'm dead. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Like, literally, bro, they're just using, like, buzzwords, buzz people. Buzz, 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 buzz. God damn it, Fox. Like, find some new boogeymen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's got to be the left. It's the left. All right. Let's hear the answer.
5: Yeah, you know, I thought it was really nice of uh, President Trump to pay Joe a compliment by saying he was brainwashed because he's obviously implying there is something there to (laughs) wash. The fact is... Boom. Biden is an open vessel, bottom line. You can fill it with anything. He's a political pinata. And, you know, you just, you you put in, you can put in to fund the police and maybe he'll do it or the Green New Deal. just takes a while. You have to beat it out of him later, <laughs> but he'll do anything to placate the hard left. But the big story one, his weakness is that he can't think on his feet, which is why you're seeing a lot of prominent liberals, uh, one of them, what's his name? Tom Friedman, saying that maybe, you know, Joe doesn't have to debate at all, right? They want to really just keep him in a freezer next to Walt Disney's head because they want to deny Trump the kill shot. And I think that's what's going to happen. So, what should Trump do if Joe Biden ducks the debate? He should show up outside his house, like on a flatbed truck. With a podium, conduct the debate on the street, and answer questions. And then, when he's done, they have to send somebody to Joe's house, go downstairs, and get his get his answer to the question, and do it that way. I think that's the that is because Trump Trump needs to have an alternative if Joe backs out. And I put it at ninety percent; he's not going to debate.
0: That was a pretty dog shit answer. Just just because it. Uh it leaves blank the 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 whole question that Juan had asked um he he answered it a little bit at the beginning it's like ah he's a he's a political piñata ah. but ultimately what he wanted to reach is that Biden the, the whole point he's trying to drive home is that Biden has no spine man it's hard for me to <laughs> I'm sorry, it's hard for me to disagree. But uh it's uh I just uh it's it's the wrong message because Trump is not the better option. Fox News would have you believe that. Um me being in the working class, I do not believe Trump is the right option, uh, for my self interest or the interests of those who live in this cast. Yep. So that's uh that was dog shit. That was a dog shit bashing of Biden, which they're going to do all the way into uh, 2021, 20, all the way to November. They're just going to bash Biden in until Trump emerges from the uh, heap of blood and guts as champion. Maybe we won't make it that far. Who knows?
6: Kanye West says he is in it to win it as he opens up for the very first time since tweeting about his White House run.
7: In a quote, the rapper and performer says, "I am taking the red hat off." This is in an interview with Forbes Magazine. I'm not saying Trump, uh, Trump's in my way.
3: He may be a part of my way. And Joe Biden, like, come on, man, please. You know, Obama's special. Trump's special. We say Kanye West is special. America
7: needs special people that lead. Bill CLINTON special. Joe Biden's not special. All right, here to react National Press Secretary for the Trump 2020 campaign, who would also say Joe Biden is not special. I'll just jump ahead to the <laughs> final answer there, is uh, Hogan Gidley. Hogan's made the transition from the White House to the campaign. Hogan, first off, uh, uh, Mick Mulvaney yesterday said if it's Trump against Biden, Trump will do well. But if it's Trump and a referendum on him,
3: he will struggle there. Do you agree?
6: Uh, Trump's going to do well and win either way. Kellyanne made a point yesterday, I think, from the White House North Lawn that, uh, you know, when you're debating with yourself, it's a little bit more difficult. But Trump is so unique. He's so powerful and so strong, and he's been so well accomplished throughout his life. Uh, HE'S BEEN SO SUCCESSFUL. HIS FIRST RUN FOR POLITICS, HE WON THE PRESIDENCY OF THE UNITED STATES. HE'LL DO IT AGAIN, REGARDLESS OF WHAT THE MEDIA AND THE DETRACTORS TRY and TAKE AWAY FROM HIM. Uh, THE AMERICAN PEOPLE CANNOT BE DENIED ALL THE SUCCESS AND THE POSITIVE uh, THINGS THAT HAVE OCCURRED BECAUSE OF THIS PRESIDENT'S POLICIES. Let's talk about the, the WHO because the president officially has sent out a notice that the United States is going to withdraw from the WHO effective 2021. Joe Biden heard this. He said, "On day one, I'm going to reverse this." He said, "We need to restore our leadership on the world stage." And this is what he tweeted: "Americans are safer when America is engaged in strengthening global health. On my first day as president, I will rejoin the WHO and restore our leadership on the world stage." Why does the president specifically want to uh, withdraw? Why did he withdraw? And what's your reaction to? Biden. Well, we've spent hundreds of billions of dollars in the WHO and the way you combat these types of uh, massive global pandemics is with information. They have not been forthcoming whatsoever. In fact, they've actually covered up for China's malfeasance. They're the bad actors here. This was created, uh, developed, came from China. Everyone now knows that and Joe Biden continues to show his true colors here. He'd rather protect China than America. You see it time and time again. And that tweet points that out beautifully. And that's what the American people have to understand. There's a clear choice here. You don't have to guess what this country would look like under uh, a President Biden. Uh, I hate to even say the words. You don't have to guess. You've seen it. Uh, Joe Biden wants to defund the police. He'll allow <laughs> our co- uh, our cities uh, to devolve into this They keep equating state. Biden to these, uh,
0: to these actual... Uh, defund the police is not a radical position i don't i don't see that as a radical position but they constantly keep equating biden to these radical positions and it's a mischaracterization entirely of what joe biden uh stands for president trump ramping up the attack is going to be a repeat of obama um i don't i don't i don't see it coming out any differently than that so don't be ridiculous you know we're not stupid just don't be ridiculous. Boom! Holy shit! So we get this. Let's check this out. This was reported an tonight, hour Fox ago. Fox News
3: has learned President Trump is expected to commute Roger Stone's sentence just days before Stone is set to report to prison for charges stemming from the Mueller investigation. White House correspondent Kevin Corcoran oh, live for
0: us in it. Washington.
8: Paul evening trace says the president left the White House and roots of Florida for a series of events today he was actually asked about the prospect of issuing that pardon to Stone who as you know was convicted in a trial last year of lying to Congress and witness tampering. he is 67. he now faces three years four months behind bars. the president has been talking a lot about this topic recently and here's what he told reporters today.
1: I'll be looking at it. I think Roger Stone was very unfairly treated as were many people and in the meantime Comey and all these guys are walking around including Biden and Obama because we caught them spying on my campaign. who would have believed that one?
8: President was actually pushed further on this topic last night in an exclusive interview here on Fox. that's f-
0: pretty I am old always- uh, that's got to be pretty fascinating that he's still pushing the whole quote unquote Obama gate. Uh, kind of thing like uh, Obama's still walking Biden's still walking he didn't mention Hillary uh, shouldn't she be in jail by now so it's pretty fascinating that Trump says he has all this evidence and proof and blah 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 blah, blah. and yet even with the attorney general uh, the highest officer in the all of the land nothing He also has the FBI under his command. Nothing. He also has the NSA. Nothing. He also has the CIA. Nothing. So either his allegations don't have enough evidence to prove guilt or even a worthwhile trial. Or he has no evidence. These are baseless accusations to constantly victimize himself and make it as to look like as if he is somehow operating again against the establishment. When um, we have institutions actually trying to hold him and his people accountable, but he's breaking those. He's, He's... EFFECTIVELY DESTROYING THEM IN ANY CREDIBILITY AND POWER THEY HAVE. So,
1: ALWAYS THINKING. I AM ALWAYS THINKING. SO YOU'LL BE WATCHING LIKE EVERYBODY ELSE IN THIS CASE.
8: SPEAKING THERE TO SEAN HANNITY. NOW FOR HIS PART, THE ATTORNEY GENERAL OF THE UNITED STATES, BILL BARR, HAS ACCORDING TO SOURCES ASKED THE PRESIDENT TO tread LIGHTLY WITH RESPECT TO STONE. AFTER ALL, IN HIS OPINION, THERE WAS NOTHING WRONG WITH THE 40 MONTH SENTENCE HANDED DOWN IN HIS CASE.
7: We left it to the judge, and she imposed the sentence that I actually thought was
1: reasonable.
8: Now, the president, for those of you keeping score, has actually issued nine commutations during his time in office, including four of them in February, among them Rod Blagojevich. And uh, Trace, I can tell you, we've just actually received word that uh, Stone's appeal has been denied. His appeal, that is, to push back his reporting date to jail. Right now, he's supposed to report to the uh, prison uh, on July the 14th. That is, of course, Bastille Day. He was hoping to push that back because of COVID concerns, maybe to September. That uh, request has been denied. We'll see if or when the president decides to issue a commutation, Trace. He did.
0: We will indeed. Kevin Cork. He just did, 16 minutes ago.
3: Breaking news, Roger Stone breathing a huge sigh of relief tonight because the White House has just announced the president will commute his sentence. He was set to go to prison on Tuesday and now Roger Stone will not go to prison because President Trump has commuted his sentence. Short of a full pardon, but still it means that Roger Stone will stay out of the who's gal. More on that as it comes in.
0: And he would have just gone to rich persons prison so it's pretty funny that they act like he was gonna go to like guantanamo or some shit no he was gonna go to a, a fucking prison that probably had a tennis court in it um yep that's where we're at hey i knew it was only a matter of time until he uh he just straight up freed him Um, but you know, I'm coming to the part where I have to end for the podcast to be able to upload it. So I'm going to get a little bit into this video here because I fucking hate conspiracy theories. I am a member of the working class. I work a nine to five wage slavery job and I do not have any fucking patience for delusional beliefs that avoid confronting power for the sake of facing the boogeyman. So I found this video because my uh, YouTube algorithm does want t- me to watch um, conspiracy videos. And this one here was what was brought to me. It's titled, So we can make this very- Please, Gates, give me one second. It says, make this go viral, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Bill Gates Responds to COVID-19 Vaccine Conspiracy Theories! Exclamation point to the fifth. Now, also here, is since I saw this video almost about two hours ago, it has jumped from 12,000 views to 31,000 views. I already had a feeling that this video was going to kind of gain popularity because it has... Uh, Bill Gates discussing the theories that has been driving literally everybody insane. So, why am I here again? Well, there's more to it than Bill responding to the conspiracies. And I think it's important for us to go over this because I fucking hate conspiracy theories and I would very much like t- to take the time of rather than just taking in the information it gives but to actually return our
9: own research so take it away ...very quickly and keep the case numbers very very low and so sadly this is not a case where you know I feel like hey I told you so mm-hmm. uh, it because we didn't use that time when it was clear as the biggest threat to kill millions of people to have the diagnostic standing by to be ready to ramp up a a vaccine factory a few things were done Uh, some countries our foundation funded some work that will help with the vaccines now will help with the diagnostics but you know most of what was called for Particularly in a New England Journal of Medicine article I did that went into way more specifics than I could in a, a short TED talk. Uh, those things didn't get done, and so that's why it's taking us a long time to get our act together uh, faced with this threat. Well, there are lots of individuals uh, who were as worried as I was. You know, people like Dr. Fauci who've been through various epidemics. And so when we had Ebola, Zika, SARS, MERS, we were lucky that they didn't transmit very easily. They weren't uh, these respiratory viruses where somebody who's not very symptomatic and is still walking around can spread the disease in some cases to literally dozens of people. So the respiratory transmission, particularly because world travel is so intense, that's where I show the simulation that speech and say this keeps me up at night uh, more than even war which is no small thing and yet in terms of being systematic about okay let's run a simulation and see how would we reach out to the private sector for tests or ventilators and uh, what kind of quarantine would we do and as we enter into this We haven't practiced at all. And so you can see it's, you know, every state is being forced to figure things out on their own. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's very ad hoc. It's not like when a war comes and we've done, you know, 20 simulations of various types of threats, and we've made sure that the training, communications, logistics, all those pieces fall into place very rapidly. Well, the main tools we have right now are the behavioral change, the social distancing, which uh, often means staying at home most of the time, and the testing capacity to identify who in particular uh, needs to get isolated and then testing their contacts uh, to make sure that we can catch it so early that a lot of people who get sick don't infect anyone else. Now you know, so our foundation is engaged in projecting uh, what's going to go on, the modeling. Uh, and our partner IHME is, you know, telling each state what they should think about in terms of ventilators and uh, capacity. Further on out, the work we're doing now to find a therapeutic, a drug to reduce the disease, to cut the deaths down. You know, we're hopeful uh, that even in six months, some of those will have been approved uh, but the ultimate solution, the only thing that really lets us go back completely to normal and feel good about sitting in a stadium with lots of other people is to create a vaccine and not just take care of our country, but take that vaccine out to the global population. And
0: uh, so- I want to pause this just because in four minutes, we haven't gotten uh, any response to the conspiracy theories, which is this video claims that Bill Gates does. Um and in fact we just have Bill Gates kind of giving us basic knowledge of basically everything that we know up to this point except for the fact that he's been coordinating with a certain foundation to give uh information to the governments that he believes that they would need in order to ensure public health. But I can see how a lot of this information could terrify Uh, plandemic people and also the anti-vaxxers because he's talking about uh how deadly and how infectious this disease is how nuanced and novel it is for our time and that's you know uh something that the plandemics can very much get into just as you know he said that he and fauci knew uh, that there was going to be an issue further down the line, but they aren't the only ones. One of my favorite uh, authors, and I believe historians, um, Yuval Noah Harari, um, talks about it in his book *Sapiens*, and he also talks about it in *Homo Deus*, uh, the sequel, and uh, he also talks it. Probably he probably also talks about it in his *21 Problems for the 21st Century*. Um, I haven't read that one yet. I want to but um it's one of those things that he has also talked about so right now Yuval Noah Harari actually talks about data collection which we're all very familiar with especially since Snowden let us all know how vast and wide the NSA was uh da- data mining um Yuval takes it another step further with all the social media social media that we use now and how much information that gives to the algorithms that uh, Facebook, Twitter, all these websites use and how it kind of affects the algorithms that are within our body, i.e. The, uh, uh, our biology and our internal chemistry uh, and neurology, psychology, what all of that combinations. Um, so he talks about how data is actually going to provide companies and governments everything they need to know about the individual, maybe even more than what the individual knows about themselves. Are they going to say that Yuval Noah Harari was actually behind the whole thing, even though right now we're receiving warnings? The information that he gives us, while it is neutral Information. It is a warning because when we hear of tools, tools have dual purposes, good and evil. It uh, never seems to fade into a neutral tool. You well, you can have neutral language, I guess, but usually you can find an intent and motivations whether there's good language or bad language. But let's continue on because we are running short out of time here. I just think it's fascinating that the article, the the title of this video does not match anything of what bill gates has
9: said so that we have vast immunity and this thing no matter what isn't going to spread in large numbers
7: it's been a very difficult decision to make whether i even wanted to do it
9: who the fuck is this guy
0: so yeah bill gates just kind of talks about coronavirus are a bit of our response and a bit of his his own experience and then he also talks about like the solutions which people obviously want to know about uh and then about four minutes and eight seconds we get a switch into this doctor i have no idea who this doctor is but bill gates did not respond to covid19 conspiracy theories he did not that is the title of the video let me let me let me take this over here and show you Bill Gates responds to COVID-19 vaccine conspiracy theories with a ton of exclamation points by Viable TV. it switched to this doctor who I've never even heard of because he hasn't said his name yet.
7: Less than a week ago, I was notified by the board of medical practice in Minnesota that I was being investigated because of public statements I had made. They listed two allegations. They said, I've been spreading misinformation in regards to the completion of death certificates on a news program, which happened to take place on April 7th. And you could find that one. It was with Chris Berg if you wanted to. And the other allegation was that I provided reckless advice in my willingness to compare COVID-19 and the flu.
0: Like I said, I have no idea who this doctor is. He just just popped up. And quite frankly... The reason why uh, I know he's a doctor is because he's wearing a... what appears to be a white coat and something around his neck that could be the uh the uh oh fuck what is that stethoscope i believe (laughs) i don't know i don't know but uh yeah uh he's wearing glasses a stethoscope what maybe is blue scrubs and a uh uh white lab coat and his chair does seem like some pretty nice leather so you know i'm
7: seeing a lot of authority here please please sir continue i lean into the comfort and wisdom of my family Help them let them walk me talk me off the cliff. But doggone it if this can happen to me. My view is it could happen to every anybody. I mean, I've been a family doc for 40 years. I work hard, I love my patients, I do house calls, I've been medical directors, I've held staff positions in hospitals to help make things work better.
0: I got to say, though, is that, you know, not every mechanic is as good as every mechanic, right? Um, There are mechanics who are more truthful, more honest, uh, able to actually diagnose problems better. Um, So just because we have doctors telling us one thing doesn't necessarily mean they are the ones to tell us things. Or even if you have a physician, that doesn't necessarily mean that you actually have a good physician. It's very possible that your physician might actually be pretty bad and you might want to consider going to somebody else. That's just a thought. Um, There's no factual basis on anything I just said. I'm just saying that I'm pretty sure that there are incompetent uh, shitheads in every industry. So to, to have one doctor be barred for numerous reasons... I can't assume it's because he's been dropping truth bombs. Um, I I would only assume that it's because he's actually putting people's uh, lives in danger because that's really the only time doctors are held accountable.
7: I've been in the Senate for four years and I've learned a lot. I've never had anything like this happen. Shoot a mile, five years ago I was named the Minnesota Family Doctor of the Year in Minnesota. And I get this because a couple people complained and I don't get to know who those people are.
0: I, the I don't know if they're routinely
7: in a political camp, if they're activists. I've gone online and looked at what it takes to complete a complaint that the board of medical practice has to follow up on. It's a one page deal. You can say what you want. You could be a huge donor for the other party and I wouldn't get to know it. I wouldn't get to know if you live in my district. I don't, I don't get to know.
0: A huge donor for the other party. What is he talking about? Other party. Just, Just store that in the mind. Other party. Why would he have people in the other party, quote unquote, concerned about his words? Who in the other party? Who is this perceived enemy? Is it quite possibly
7: the left? Know anything? I checked. So here I am. I've spent the better part of the last six days preparing a response. I understand how important the work is that the Board of Medical Practice does. I mean, physicians do screw up. Two of the big areas where physicians mess up is Inappropriate sexual behavior, inappropriate self-medicating, certainly with opiates. But this is an odd position for me to be in. Wait, but
0: there's not ever doctors ever fucking up with misdiagnoses or even just, yeah, inaccurate diagnoses or uh, any of that. You know, somehow it's only like sex and drugs. That's the only way a doctor or a physician fucks up. Hmm.
7: And I am just stunned, but I should have seen it coming because I saw the threats on social media. I've seen them for the last two or three months. I've seen them come from physicians. I've seen them come from people in all walk of life. They didn't agree with me. They didn't like it, that I was trying to provide some context for the flu, for COVID-19. We've had some 35, 40,000 cases of COVID-19 in Minnesota thus far minnesota
0: according so, to the department. we finally got something that we can actually look up finally got something because and also he doesn't provide any sources for anything so we have to look up uh finally we got our first thing so let's hit the old google a uh into my neck minnesota Coronavirus cases. All right. They got 40,000 confirmed. Let's see. All right. Now we got a source. So we can listen to more
7: information. I was trying to provide some context for the flu, for COVID 19. We've had some 35, 40,000 cases of COVID-19 in Minnesota thus far. According to the Department of Health people, that might translate into 10 times that many. And if it does translate into 10 times that many, that's 350,000 cases. But in 2018, we had more than a half a million Minnesotans with the flu. Did they?
0: Half a million in Minnesota? That sounds very hyperbolic. I don't think you could have half a million in a state anymore. can't connect to the website. Jeez, bro. The government website I could not get to, but it says here, okay, this article is from 2018 and it has uh it has uh last year's flu season was deadliest in decades says CDC, but this article is from September 28th, 2018. So this is numbers from 2017 to 2018. Uh, the CDC estimates at at least 80,000 Americans died of flu-related complications last winter, exceeding the five or 56,000 deaths that occurred during the 2012-2013 flu season. Um, geez, man, I uh, cannot find anything in addition to the record into the deaths. A record-breaking 900,000 people in the U.S. were hospitalized. hospitalized. In 2017 for flu related complications so yep if it was just minnesota alone i would be severely surprised all right the star tribune here has something from february 9th 2018 <sighs> let's see here I can't find (laughs) Star Tribune's not really providing me. Any information here, so now I gotta move on to another source. This is great. You gotta love how easily accessible sources are. Like, the government website literally just won't let me connect, so I can't do anything. See, flu cases 2018. I typed it in, and I still get nothing. Because I can't get a summary for the 2018 to 2019 flu season because the PDF won't fucking load. And I'm going to have to bring this over here. You're going to have to focus on my face right now as I get pissed. Dude, like the the stats and the summaries right here, but I literally, I just, I can't even connect to this fucking internet page. That's so amazing. It's right there. Yep. I knew it. I knew it. It's because of my VPN. It would not allow me to access this public website because of my fucking VPN. That is some bullshit. They do not like it when people use VPNs. All right, that's some bullshit. Well, I paused it so I can do this. 2,522 people were hospitalized with laboratory confirmed influenza. Yup. He said half a million in Minnesota. Let's
7: hear it again. For three months, I've seen him come from physicians. I've seen them come from people in all walk of life. They didn't agree with me. They didn't like it, that I was trying to provide some context for the flu, for COVID-19. We've had some 35, 40,000 cases of COVID-19 in Minnesota thus far. According to the Department of Health people, that might translate into 10 times that many. And if it does translate into 10 times that many, that's 350,000 cases. But in 2018, we had more than a half a million Minnesotans with the flu.
0: That's not what this report says. Minnesota Department of Health says right here, 2,522 people were hospitalized. That's 2,522 cases. um yep i'm not seeing (laughs) i'm not seeing anything about half a million people having this shit so uh that's a lie so if and he thinks it's possible a big if that they could be at 10 times the amount of cases that they uh, have reported now. That's 350,000 to 400,000 just in this fucking state, Minnesota. That's far worse than what they had in influenza. That's way worse. It's exponentially, exponentially worse.
7: When I say that, am I recklessly giving you advice regarding COVID-19 and the flu? Yes. Yes. Dr. Anthony Fauci has come out and compared them all the time. Dr. Mike Osterholm has. In terms of the death certificates, on April 3rd, I got an email from the Department of Health that said very clearly that we should report COVID-19 on death certificates if it is assumed to have caused or contributed. Well. That's not how we do death certificates. The official ICD-10 coding for April 1st, 2020 through September 30th, 2020, during the time frame in question says this, if the provider documents suspected, possible, probable, or inconclusive COVID-19, do not assign U07.1, which is COVID-19 disease. It says, assign a code explaining the reason for the encounter, such as fever or a cough or shortness of breath that's what the official instructions say so i get this on april 3rd so
0: what i find fascinating here though is that this is not evidence that would prove that cases are being counted too high this is actually proof that cases would be undercounted because he's being directed not to mark them as covid 19 but to mark them as other
7: kinds of illnesses (laughs) I end up inadvertently, sort of accidentally, running it up the flagpole with Chris Berg on April 7th, and what happens? The Department of <laughs> Health, a few days later, comes up.
0: <laughs> he says, I've run it up the flagpole to Chris Berg, the guy who he said was like, uh, he, who interviewed him on April 7th. That's not running up the flagpole, bro. Like, I, I don't like authority. You see that flag? That's a red and black flag that says, I don't like authority. And uh, that guy just said that his authority is some journalist. His, that's who his authority is. Jesus. Not even a journalist. It, I don't even know who Chris Berg is. I have no idea.
7: out with a clarification. And then a few weeks later, they come out with another clarification. And I appreciate it. Fact of the matter is, I'm proud of the Department of Health in Minnesota for saying, we are not going to list non-confirmed cases as deaths in Minnesota. We are going to put an asterisk by them, and we'll follow up on those later. See, and he just
0: admitted that he's glad that they're not counting as many cases as they can for coronavirus. They're actually downplaying it. I think going overboard on something that may or may not be more deadly than we think is a lot. It's the old cliche, better safer than sorry. It's not really pussyfooting to actually have to put up with the uh, social sacrifices that we have to make with this. I feel like you would actually be stronger if you could um, show resilience through the social changes that we have to endure to be able to be able to survive this virus.
7: But that's not what Pennsylvania was doing. That's why they had to subtract 200 patients from their COVID-19 death count. Colorado did the same thing. New York went the other direction. New York said, wait. We're having
0: more Let's let's see um Colorado subtracts Corona cases. Um The Gazette here on May 10th says COVID-19 deaths undercounted. I'm not saying anything about uh, taking away cases. There's an increase from the Denver Post. Um... Yeah, on the front page I'm not finding anything, or on the first page I'm not finding anything about Colorado reducing uh, numbers. Because they realized. So, uh, let's see here, let's try Pennsylvania. Alright, Pennsylvania here from the Inquirer, which uh, I don't know if I actually like the Inquirer. And I think it might be behind a paywall. Nope. Um, The Inquirer here from Pennsylvania says, oh, this is the Philadelphia Inquirer, actually. So um, we got Pennsylvania news from Philadelphia. Is Philadelphia in Pennsylvania? (laughs) <laughs> this is how smart American I am. How smart American I am indeed. Dumb. All right, yeah, it's a city in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a, I'm an idiot. Um let's go. Let's see. Pennsylvania removes more than 200 deaths from official coronavirus count as questions mount about reporting process. Uh, Twice in the last week, Pennsylvania's official COVID-19 death count spiked. Then on Thursday, the number plummeted. Officials from the State Department of Health provided several justification for the fluctuation, citing technical issues, lengthy investigations, and the addition of probable deaths, those considered to be caused by the coronavirus, but without confirmation from a test. Alright, so, but facing mounting questions about the accuracy of the count, officials on Thursday removed more than 200 probable deaths from the tally, further complicating the state's accounting of the pandemic. Health Security Rachel Levine said the change was made in an effort to be transparent. Quote, we realize that this category can be confusing since it does change over time. Unquote. At times, there are things we need to review and potentially revisit the way the data is being analyzed, she said, and this is one of those times. The coronavirus surge in Pennsylvania has posed major technical challenges for the health department, the clearinghouse for the data, critical to make decisions about what policies to implement to keep people safe. In addition to inconsistencies around death counts, the department has struggled to attain complete and accurate demographic data for positive patients, as well as those who have been tested. Um yeah, this actually just sounds like heavy incompetence, like they're just fucking up so hard that uh, that it would make sense that they can't even get their numbers right. And maybe the people within Pennsylvania should uh, judge the legitimacy of their health department and whether or not the people that are in charge should be in charge. Thank you, this has been my TED Talk. Um, but yeah, at least that one is true. I'm not sure if Colorado did. but
7: deaths in a certain period than we normally have, so those deaths must be COVID-19. We just didn't pick them up. So never mind the testing, we're adding 3,700 to our total and oh, well that does increase our total by 50%. So I'm in the position where I have to explain that I wasn't spreading misinformation.
0: It's funny that he brings up so much examples as to why we might have undercounts. And this includes Philadelphia or Pennsylvania knocking down the amount to actually just look better because it seems like they're not actually on top of keeping track of it at all and that it would be more uh, politically advantageous to make it look like there are less deaths than there really are. Um, But it's fascinating that with all the evidence he provides leading towards the conclusion that it would seem that the conclusion would be that we're undercounting and that we're misinterpreting uh, side effects and symptoms and all this other stuff and marking it as miscellaneous rather than COVID-19 and yet he still comes to the conclusion that we are overcounting to scare people
7: and I'm not being reckless when I talk about COVID-19 and the influence of both being single stranded RNA viruses that are respiratory in nature with similar symptoms and can be spread through particulate matter and aerosol transmission. I've got an eight page document that I put together for the Board of Medical Practice. And let me be clear eight pages. They do important work, and I'm going to fully cooperate with them. I also have some 70 pages there of attachments. And in the attachments, I've got the Pennsylvania Department of Health slashing their numbers by 201. I've got the Department of Health in Illinois where one of the directors says that just because we put COVID-19 down on the death certificate as cause of death, that doesn't mean the patient died of COVID-19. She said that.
0: We are living in a reality show. It's a lot like... Oh, what is that? Truman. Except everything in it is a low blow. I don't know. Um, Department of Health, Illinois says just type that in nope 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 explains how covid deaths are categorized so in april 20th of 2020 shouts out to 420 the idph director illinois department of health explains how covid19 deaths are classified why are you zooming in my laptop can be so annoying sometimes. Um, quote: If you were in a hospice and already had been given a few weeks to live, and then you also have you were you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means technically, even if you died of a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death but they had covid at the time of the death (laughs) i mean that's that's just one hell of a way to even like uh just just take numbers down you know that's that's easy to just be like well yeah he had covid but can't you see pneumonia Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am more convinced that we are undercounting like a motherfucker at this point. And this guy is not helping.
7: Dr. Fauci, when he talks about influenza, he was the lead article in this New England Journal article. And he said this. If one assumes that the number of asymptomatic or minimally symptomatic cases for COVID-19 is several times as high as the number of reported cases, the case fatality rate may be considerably less than 1%. This suggests that the overall clinical consequences of COVID-19 may ultimately be more akin to those of a severe seasonal influenza.
0: He doesn't give any dates. That is important because it's data changes. Let's see if we can find the article based off a bit of that quote. March 2nd, 2020. Boom. So we have Fox News here say, reporting two days ago saying, "Quote, uh, Dr. Fauci says it's false narrative to take comfort in low COVID-19 death rates." That is the most recent quote. But the one he's saying quote, comes from Medscape, right? Is that what he said? Come on.
7: May ultimately be. This suggests that the the case fatality, symptomatic case, and he said this influenza. He was the lead article in this New England Journal article.
0: New England Journal. Okay. Oh! This article that I clicked on had... the whole thing. interesting interesting um let's see here the latest threat to the global health yeah so this article came out March 26 2020 On the basis of case definition requiring a diagnosis of pneumonia the currently reported case fatality rate is approximately two percent in another article in the journal Report mortality of 1.4% among 1,099 patients with laboratory-confirmed COVID-19. These patients had a wide spectrum of disease severity. If one assumes that the number of asymptomatic or minimally symptomatic cases is several times as high as the number of reported cases, the case fatality rate may be considerably less than 1%. I think that is exactly the quote that he had right there. So this was very early on. Um, Yeah, and it could still remain true that the death rate is at 1%, but so far, as I can tell, um, that is a very old quote that we can't really necessarily go off of. It's going to be hard to prove that just because um, that it data changes
7: and he said this so if one assumes that the number of asymptomatic or minimally symptomatic even, cases that was for covid-19 lockdown. is several times as high as the number of reported cases the case fatality rate may be considerably less than 1% this suggests that the overall clinical consequences of covid-19 may ultimately be more akin to those of a severe seasonal influenza i didn't see that no dr and oh by the way one of the contributing authors was Dr. Robert Redfield, the
0: head of the... I did not see that in this article.
7: Because,
0: right there, okay. They suggest the overall clinical consequences of COVID-19 may ultimately be more akin to those of a severe influenza, which has a case fatality rate of approximately 0.1%, or a pandemic influenza similar to those uh, in 1957 and 1968 rather than a disease similar to SARS or MERS which have had case fatality rates of nine to ten percent and 36 percent respectively all right so yeah he did kind of uh equate the it may ultimately be more like the seasonal flu it seems it's a bit more vicious with the uh with the older communities and does take a few more younger people than the flu does. So it does make it a bit more uh, deadly than the flu, but is a point nine percent significant enough of a percentage increase? Maybe, maybe not.
7: The CDC, Dr. Osterholm is a well-regarded epidemiologist and he was saying this in in the middle of March. He said, "The flu has become a pandemic more than once and it's killed millions of people. It still exists today. Unfortunately, we now have on our hands something else, but it's caused by coronavirus, which is acting very much like influenza." Folks, do I feel targeted? Yeah, I do. Do I know who my accusers are? No, I don't get to know. Could I be disciplined? by the Board of Medical Practice? Well sure I can. There's two allegations they're investigating. If I have been spreading misinformation, then what about Governor Walls and the Department of Health? Right around March 1st, we had a Department of Health memo that talked about the purpose of if you will, some of the measures it would be taking to dampen, delay, and decrease the peak, to allow the accumulation of PPE, and make sure that our hospital capacities weren't being overwhelmed. In that memo, they say what effective measures are. Cover your mouth. Don't go out if you have cough or fever. Avoid touching your face, your eyes, or mouth. Cover your mouth if you cough. Wash your hands frequently. Minimize outings socially distanced, but what did they say were not effective measures? They said, wearing masks is not effective, taking antibiotics is not effective. A month later, Governor Walz comes out, talks about 74,000 Minnesotans dying. Later on he went back to 29,000 and right around then I put a different video out saying just the facts and I said, I'm not buying 74,000 Minnesotans dying, I'm not buying 29,000 and then this one came out a month later, right around May 1st. This is a model that they're using and it says on here, Minnesotans' model projects nearly a 1,000 deaths a day in mid-July. Well, folks, that's next week. So far, we have less than something right around 1,500. Let's check sources.
0: May 29th they already had a death toll of a thousand yep I'm not seeing anything specific to a thousand deaths per day Yeah, I'm not seeing anything about uh, mid-July, 1,000 deaths. Uh, But they do have 1,533 deaths, with apparently five more just today, with 574 cases confirmed today, which is not a peak. It's not a peak, but it's uh, midway. I think their highest was right here. 982 cases in one day that was May 21st and they've had a lot of peaks here so you have like a large you know you have like boom there's 583 on June 1st and then boom you have uh 460 June 9th and then boom you have uh what we're at today 574 July 9th Ooh, they even give you a map here yeah, that's a lot of infective areas in Minnesota, actually. Wow. Yep. So that's uh yep. Yeah, I don't see anything about a thousand deaths per day.
7: Hundred. Of which all but three hundred of them have occurred in people in long term care facilities, in large part because the Department of Health participated in decisions that put people with active COVID nineteen disease in the nursing homes. And I'm spreading misinformation. Of course I am. I don't know what to tell you. I just know this is wrong. We're in a bad place. My wife asked me the other day, Scott, why did 911 pull us together as Americans so much? And why is COVID-19 breaking us apart? I don't think that's the same thing. I think physicians are part to, part to blame, scientists are. We've become so darn political. Physicians and scientists in the past are supposed to be above the fray, <laughs> they're not. I have this odd set of hats I'm wearing because I'm the vice chair of the Health and Human Services Committee in the Senate and I'm involved in policy discussions and involved in bills that deal with providing relief for COVID-19 and on the other hand, I've been a physician in the trenches
0: wait a minute wait a minute he says that his field has just gotten too political and then he admits that he's hella fucking political (laughs) come on man
7: for 35 years so i try to connect the dots I don't try to present myself to be something I'm not. I'm not an epidemiologist, but yes, I've taken epidemiology classes. I'm not an infectious disease doctor, but I take care of infectious disease every day. I just want to leave you with a couple of questions you could maybe ask yourself. Do we think it's okay for physicians to certify on death certificates that someone died of COVID-19, even if there was never a COVID-19 positive test obtained, even if there was never a COVID-19 test done, even if a COVID-19 test hadn't even been considered. And maybe the worst even if, even if the family had no clue that the death certificate they received for their loved one was going to say COVID-19, what do we want to be doing there? In Minnesota, I think the Department of Health is taking care of business. Those are important questions. I'm sure there are naysayers out there that think that I'm getting exactly what I deserve. Fine. If it can happen to me, I think, frankly, that it could happen to anybody. It feels ugly. It feels like some of the People that disagree with me don't want to have a conversation. I've asked many of you to have conversations, and you've not been interested. So, reckless advice regarding comparisons between COVID-19 and the flu. Spreading misinformation, because I cried foul when I received a memorandum from the Department of Health on April 3rd, which directed me to a CDC link, which says clearly, that you could have a patient suffering from other medical problems, wheelchair-bound, severe stroke within the preceding year or two, no COVID-19 test ever done or ordered, and when that patient dies of pneumonia, it's a COVID-19 death. I cried foul.
0: And, you remember that when he read that memorandum it actually said to not mark it as what I think it was like I seventeen or one seventeen or something like that, which was basically uh the what maybe their medical term for COVID nineteen. I have no idea why it would be in another language, um or in another <laughs> writing form, just for their paperwork I guess, but uh I remember him saying that if it if it had other symptoms that you know we know that are related to coronavirus to actually mark them down as fever or what have you, so not necessarily moving the right cases into the right sections, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that probably early on a lot of people didn't know what the fuck they were looking for.
7: I'm grateful that the Department of Health, a week later, tried to clarify things, and a month later clarified it further. But I'll say it again. The official people who write the coding Bible in this country said, if the provider documents suspected possible, probable, or inconclusive, do not assign COVID-19. That's what I just said. Not. If the provider documents suspected possible, probable, or inconclusive, do not assign COVID-19. So tried to clarify things, and a month later clarified it further. But I'll say it again. The official people who write the coding Bible in this country said, if the provider documents suspected possible, probable, or inconclusive, do not assign COVID-19. Bruh. We're undercounting. We are undercounting,
0: and yet people still believe this man in the other way around that we are overcounting. Holy shit. Conspiracy theories are full of shit. He had one factual claim that Pennsylvania did shed off uh, counts, and also the Fauci quote, that was also. I will give him that, guaranteed. Um, but the, the context is important because that was before we actually had a uh, lot more cases here, a lot more fatalities. I think the current death rate um, of coronavirus in the United States. Let's see. Um, you got to take three... two four zero th- 5, uh, I thirty really six. Uh, can't be right. Ah, three point nope. God damn it. One thirty six thousand. All right, two four zero million. Uh, It's about a 4% mortality rate right now. So that's at least uh, far deadlier than influenza is currently in the United States. He also lied about the uh, 500,000 cases in Minnesota for influenza just in the year of 2018 that also wasn't true we, we we did the research here while he spoke and so um to take those in- things into consideration it sounds like he does deal in misinformation i don't even know who this guy is not at, at any point did his name come up so i also have to assume that he's probably just well known within the uh pandemic or the uh conspiracy theory circle like i've anybody probably viewing more videos on the on the matter probably know his name i do not because i do not follow it too hard but now i think i'm going to i think i'm going to follow up on conspiracy theories a lot more because they are very easy to debunk and show how full of shit they are it's it's completely unbelievable like i went into the comments here and there's just like So much dog shit, like toxic dog shit. The first comment here with, uh, 444 upvotes says one of the most evil men to ever live, possibly the worst. And I know that they're just talking about Bill Gates. I don't think they actually made it to the, nobody here discusses what the guy says. Not either, not too many comments actually discuss the, the apparent doctor here. Um, let's see here. Uh, why would it? everyone need a vaccine if only less than one percent will die why should anyone listen to a billionaire who made his money in computers speak about viruses as if he's an expert it makes zero sense he's a fool this guy has been an advocate for population control now all of a sudden wants to save humanity for a virus yeah or from a virus yeah okay okay bill Then be a stand-up guy and take the first shot. Bill Gates and his wife are both devils coming to take us like sheep, but inside they are ravenous wolves. Their agenda is to depopulate mostly via vaccines. I hope people can see through them. Everyone should call the senator's office and leave him the message that we are behind him. And we know they're trying to destroy his reputation for exposing their lies and agendas and encourage him to stand strong. That's hilarious that she thinks he's a senator. Uh, right. So, yeah, Um yeah, so uh, he's on this thing over here too. Who the fuck is this doctor?
7: Inappropriate sexual behavior. Oh, it's the same video. Inappropriate self medicating, certainly with opiates. It's the same video. But this is not right position for me to be.
0: There's more to get into, but unfortunately, I have to end it here because of the time constraints for the podcast. Um, Thank you for joining me in my working class observation. Um, I hope we can get more transmissions out into the future to get that working class perspective, which seems to be so very absent from the detached mainstream media and the completely delusional conspiracy theories. I have been your host, Andrew. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, at working underscore Andrew. I love leftist material. I am what you may or may not call a radical. You can call me rebel scum if you please. Um, But uh, find me on Twitter. Uh, Go to the archives on my Twitter. uh uh, youtube page the working class observer uh watch some of the old transmissions or don't uh give me a thumbs down give me a middle finger give me a hell yeah because we are not going out without a fight am i right no i'm left thank you for joining me um that was a horrible way to end this podcast i have no idea how to end anything ever so fuck it let's get out of here thank you